John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. I'm recording an intro for part two of our Steven Spielberg double feature, which focuses on Ready Player One, as I decided to split up the episode into two so it was in more digestible chunks. Um, you might have already heard part one, which focused on Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and we'll be following this up with his newest release, Ready Player One, which had much warmer feelings than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull got from the crew, where we jump right where the last episode left off, and yeah, enjoy. A movie I don't think you have to see either is uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> Our next movie we're going to be discussing. Excellent segue, uh, and the fact, <laughs> and then the, the fact that I'm saying that about a Spielberg movie as um, someone who absolutely adores just about everything the man does, uh, I think that's quite saying something. I wrote a review for the site where, I mean, the movie's not a garbage fire of awfulness, but it's just generally pretty bad. I thought. I thought the first half of the movie, which was largely part the the portion of the book that i had read which i did not enjoy and stopped reading uh lauren's read the book in its entirety did anybody else read the book nope nope okay book (laughs) (laughs) i know of books read um the movie i think gets better after the part of the book i went into and there's a scene in particular that kind of um divides the part of the movie I had some enjoyment out of and the part of the movie that I didn't back half, I definitely enjoyed a little bit more, but there was still a lot of head slapping and cringing going on on my part, but I've talked enough and wrote enough about my opinion on it. What did everybody else think? Hey, I want to come out and say, um, Olivia cook, Olivia cook. You are a wonderful young actress. I think you have such a promising future. I'm excited to watch every single thing you're in. Uh, I think Ben had a great review of Thoroughbreds recently that I posted on the website. She's very good in that. Okay, I'm surprised to hear Zach say that because I think he has a vendetta against you and just will naturally nope, reject every film um, that in. She's, First, first she's, example, the wonderful great. indie darling film Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, she's which he good in the movie. does not like. She's good in the movie. That doesn't mean the movie isn't yeah, a like, giant pile of trash. She's good in Ouija. Not a she's good, good in this movie. Oh, she's God. good in this movie. Oh. Olivia oh, Cook has never been a problem for me. She was good in the quiet ones. Doesn't make it a great movie. I almost went like Mario Italian there for a second. Doesn't make it a good movie. Did you see the quiet ones? <laughs> no, actually, I watched the quiet ones like last weekend for the first time. I actually it's not bad. It was kind of, yeah, no, that's pretty decent. Like Ouija is definitely. Which? How do you guys say Ouija board? It's we. It's Ouija. pronounced, I think, Ouija. Because it sounds Ouija. weird when you just Ouija. say it like that. Ouija. Just think of like Lu- the hat, the back half of Luigi. Yeah. Like, All right, we've got sidetracked. We're back to. She's good in this. the signal. 
Another John, movie with I a thought, bad ending. I thought this movie was fine. I didn't think that, like, I think there were definitely some some parts that were um, that were weaker than others, and I think that there were some parts that were kind of, like, rushed through, sort of, or just kind of poorly done and poorly executed. Um, not necessarily, like, bad in and of themselves, I guess, but just, like, the way it was written or something like that. Um, I thought the ending of this film was a lot better than Crystal Skull. Um, Low bar. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, it wasn't a great ending necessarily, I guess, but one thing that confused me, I guess, throughout the entirety of this movie was just, like, so much of this movie was, um, like, all about references, obviously, and there were so many references to older franchises and older... Yet the Ninja Turtles look like they're from the 2000s. Shut up, be quiet. All the turtles to pick. Um, Yeah, that kind of had me me And you know what? What's her face from Overwatch? It's like, yeah, that was the popular game at the time. So let's put her everywhere in this movie. Well, they also had... um, What's funny is, like, they also had characters... Multiple characters, at least three, from Battleborn. Multiple characters from, like, the Arkham series. But the but the, so the like, Battleborn okay, characters yeah. are the, the Battleborn's the game that came out right before Overwatch, and then once Overwatch came out, it just crushed it because it wanted to take the same. Yeah. Um, and like, had this movie been made a little bit later, then there would have been Fortnite characters in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there were all these references, um, visually. I think not very not very explicitly, but visually, and. This movie made all these current references to titles like you guys just mentioned, like whether it's Overwatch, the current iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and all these kinds of like video games and that sort of thing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, whilst making more explicitly these references to things that maybe were more tied to the book or more connected to the uh, book plotline. And so it was this constant state of confusion where it was just like, yeah, this is supposed to feel like super nostalgic where at the same time there's a, what's her name, Tracer from Overwatch, and it, it was super confusing. Yeah, in but that the Oasis, sense. every person of every generation is in the Oasis, so the reference is spanning decades and decades and makes sense this, to I had, me. I had read somewhere, no, that's true. That's I had yeah. read somewhere that, Lauren, you can probably confirm or tell me I'm wrong, but I read somewhere that in the book, it's kind of like the, there was a renaissance of the '80s where, like, all that stuff kind of came back. Is that is that accurate? Um, I'll say about the book. My biggest problem with the book and why I couldn't connect to it was because all of the reference came from like maybe a decade before me or, or something. Whereas this, I could like I got into this movie more because even if I didn't understand the reference, the visuals were enough to get me somewhere with it whereas in the book they're like this is like dragon quest and i have no idea what dragon quest is like so i can't really Nobody understand does. the scene at all you, you guys know what Dra- dragon quest was that uh, i have that basic images of it in my mind that but i didn't one play played it in um in stranger, stranger things. things season two yeah. yeah so you know it because it was in another thing that hyper references yeah well, <laughs> that doesn't well, have well, any not necessary not necessary i mean i think it was I think it was ref. I think I I might have learned it from the angry video game nerd, but like it's one of those kind of definitive. But you've never that... experienced it. That's my point. Okay, no, that's like fair. so no, many fair, yeah. so many of the things in this. And I want to get to what Ben and Lauren thought before we just start discussing the movie. But 
even as someone who does like see and get feels like they get a lot of the references i still think this movie the core of its the book and the references in the movie are so obscure it's like who is it even for i don't i don't know like all the modern stuff is window dressing obscure at all i was yeah, granted i'm also in nerd culture a lot so it was the the weird thing about this film was i think as much as it was a tip of the hat and kind of acknowledgement and a um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh not justification but a a validification validifying god i can't speak cash grab um yeah, or you well, you can say you that too towards nerd culture. Um, I didn't mind that because there were sequences and the the there were action sequences that were just really compelling and very like a lot of fun to watch. And the plot line, yeah, there were some holes here and there, but also really fun to watch these characters and the plot play out. And so, in the end, the the message or the point that I think it was trying to make. Um, despite being maybe weighed down by its heavy nostalgia at times, I think it was still really effective. I'd be interested to hear in the spoiler section what you think the message of this movie was. I don't think the movie knows what the message of the movie is. Lauren, Ben, general thoughts. Uh, Like I said, I could connect to this movie more because I understood the references, and if I didn't, the visuals were still cool enough to keep me connected to the action but like, so all of the stuff in the Oasis, other than I was really worried at first because the main character's like strut was ridiculous. I was like, oh my God, these animations are going to be awful. But like all the stuff in the Oasis, like I love that stuff. It's the part when we're in the live action world that sucks. It's like the characters are not well made and they aren't given enough to go on. And yeah, I don't know. Like, so I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie overall, but like. I could easily fast forward through parts of it and not miss things. I think I'm in a similar boat. Uh, I, I I don't think I disliked the stuff in the real world as much as you. I thought it was just kind of fine. There was some, there were a couple parts that I really didn't care for, um, but I, I liked um, everything with Ben Mendelsohn. I actually really liked, but the. Everything in the Oasis. I don't think the acting is bad at all in this movie. Ben Mendelsohn, I didn't like him. Yeah, I agree. Then, I think he very knowingly was playing that part to be... I, I don't know. He walked a very fine line, and I, I think he really nailed it. I agree with you, Ben. Um, and the So, like I said, like Ben Mendelsohn, I liked most of the stuff in the real world. I was just kind of lukewarm about. But everything in the Oasis, I loved. Uh, I... Like that first scene, the big action set piece was amazing. Yeah, I thought every action set piece they had was pretty great. Well, I know, um, but we can't go into details right now. Yeah. Um, and I would say the story is pretty kind of like for for something for something with a premise that could be fleshed out in such an interesting way. The story was kind of generic, like any. Like, any kind of, not coming of age, but just kind of, you know, hero comes up against opposition, becomes better man for it kind of thing. And that's, I feel like they could have done more with that. But overall, I really did enjoy this movie. I liked it a lot. 
Um, but like you said, Lord, there are definitely parts I could just fast forward through and not not be worried about. I think I think that I find it interesting none of you guys hit on just like how desperate how everything defaults to making Wade Parzival this has to be the hero just felt terrible to me. Like, there's all these very capable people around him. I mean, him. he didn't always have to be the hero. Artemis got to be the hero plenty of times. Yeah, so when we yeah, go to spoilers, oh, I, I, spoilers... We'd have to get into spoilers. I think my biggest complaint is she single-handedly is there to make sure he's the one who does everything. Okay, well, yeah. my <laughs> argument would be is she's the one who got the second key. Yeah, but... She did that first, so they de- she, in her own right, was made like... What was the reasoning character. for her going first? Do you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, I mean, uh, she, she just came up with the idea, therefore yeah. she thought to do it. <laughs> yeah, everyone else failed, so she was the only one yeah. left to do it. Yeah, but I think that was kind of lip service to basically... Again, we got to get into spoilers. Let's get into spoilers. So, spoilers? Mm, sure. Spoilers! 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 So, so I, Zach, as soon as they went to the Shining House, I was like, oh man, Zach's gonna like this part. Oh my god. I got so scared for a second because when the tennis ball rolls out, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be an E.T. And they're suddenly, oh no, oh no, no. Oh. <laughs> like, Thank God it wasn't. It would have been like the movie made just for Lauren. Like he knew E.T. terrified it's like, people. I know, because as soon as they there. went to The Shining and he's like, this is the scariest movie ever. I was like, The Shining is not scary. But E.T. Oh, is in there and scary. it's terrifying. <laughs> um, yes, they let Artemis get the second key, but she is literally... They like didn't let her get yards. it. She thought to do it. Well, I know. Well, no, no, no. I'm, she was also. I'm saying, the, I'm he, saying the story let her do it, not they let her do it. I'm, well, she I'm was saying, also the the person who like one of the biggest parts of bringing down the shield in the ending. So it's like she. I had, agree. They gave her things to do, but she was literally two feet from the final challenge, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna risk rife and rim to run through an entire fucking army, so my boy that I've known for two seconds can do this did you just say she's risking life and limb well she didn't have it's she an avatar dude she's okay <laughs> well, she, yeah but she would not she'd be gone from the fight that's what i'm saying she, you can jump right back in okay also, no, not where she was at. speaking of that fight i had a hard time picking my job off the floor after gundam and iron giant fought mecha godzilla wait did we say spoilers yet yeah yes. okay i missed that, it yeah <laughs> that might have been that could be my favorite action sequence in a movie this year. I I think my favorite thing was Chucky. <laughs> oh, like when he's a weapon. He's not. He's not a character. He's a weapon. It's just throw... hilarious. Was... Hilarious. Um, but a I friend of mine said thing. that in the book, I guess it's Parzival turns into Ultraman. Instead, is that accurate? That sounds. I Wait, legit don't Ultraman remember. I, never, I don't know Ultraman, therefore I don't remember the reference. Meaning the side, like the other universe Superman who's evil? No, no, no. no um, he's so like a giant. That's Bizarro. It's like he's, a he... No, no, no. no there there is, oh, are you thinking of Captain Marvel? No, there is an Ultraman, but this is a different. It's okay. like um, it was like a giant, a, a Japanese like TV show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the size I'm, I'm looking of, like, up right now. And fight yeah. Them. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. The so, thing, the thing, the issue I had with the Mechagodzilla thing is, um, was the, what's his name, the Ben Mendelsohn's character would have no idea Pope. who that was or why he would do it. I don't know. Well, he doesn't care about the references. He cares about the power. 
Yeah, he's probably like whoever the strongest. Like he doesn't care about the strongest Mm -hmm. robot. Yeah, and it's like he probably would know at least maybe who Godzilla was. It's like oh, Robo Godzilla, cool. Real Godzilla is better. Why not be him? Uh, What? Because I feel like real Godzilla would be its own thing and not something you can control. Yeah, you can't pilot that. Although you could pilot Iron Giant for some reason. Well, no, he built that. That's different. She built that. She built that. You're right. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Like, I understand the concept of people hiding behind the internet and everything now and that being off-putting. But in a reality where all you do is go online and be an avatar, that wouldn't be a weird concept for people. It wouldn't be a huge reveal that Lena Waithe was a character and not some man. Yeah. like, they kept doing these big reveals that, like, oh my god, this kid's 11, or whatever. It's like, yeah, of course he is. I, it's um, not weird. <laughs> and then the other one, too, where the uh, Artemis was like, you know... It's like, oh god, know, she, she has she was... a birthmark. No! Yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh yeah, you're still gorgeous. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I... Whatever. That was, I feel yeah, like the was birthmark not... was in the book, though, so that's probably why they kept it. But it was probably, like, you know, it was probably... Not, I'm not like. It was more. I don't want to say ugly, but it was just like probably more prom- prominent. Good word. More probably more prominent. Well, I think. I think all of this is still like an allusion to sort of like the current state. Um, even back then when Ernest Klein, Ernest, excuse me, was writing it to even now, there's still that sort of stigma around gaming and well, I know but I'm culture. just saying and in I this think, future it doesn't work <laughs> well uh, no but I think I think that's the point so when you were asking about the message that I think this movie gets across I think that's an homage that to that message and I think that's a little piece that yeah maybe it's not quite accurate with the context and the uh, setting of this film but it's supposed to it's not supposed to be accurate to the setting it's supposed to be that thing to connect us to the message and be like Oh, okay. So, be that message being, there is this stigma around gaming, and yeah, maybe there are some people who take it to this absolute obsession with their nostalgia and with their fandom over all these different things. But I think the thing that uh, Halliday recognized in gaming and in its potential was the ability to connect people or not even connect people, but to also provide an environment for them to feel safe. And there was a learning curve for him where he realized that he took it too seriously to the point where he lost out on human connection, whether it was to uh, Kira or his partner, Augie, or Og, what was his name? What was Simon Pegg's character's name? Uh, it was Og. Og, yeah. Ogden Morrow. Og. So, and that's why I thought the, the ending where... Uh, Wade slash Parsifal says at the end, yeah, we designated Tuesday and Thursday a day for a day to where the Oasis was closed down because reality is real. And I, yeah, those days they're just me reading books instead. (laughs) Well, and I, but I think that was a good balance between sort of, yes, we want to validate, validate. That was the word I was looking for. Validate the appreciation and passion of this culture. And this community but at the same time we want them to understand uh what's good about it and what's good about being there's a safe environment in place for people of all different shapes sizes 
races, ethnicities, genders, etc., to connect and feel like they're a part of something. But that's not exclusive to that imaginary place that exists virtually. Yeah, we can you definitely pulled way more from this movie than I did. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exclusive to Wade, who's a billionaire and has a girlfriend and doesn't have to worry about anything in life while the rest of the world fucking crumbles on Tuesday and Thursday. It seems pretty not very thought through that they're like, oh, this thing that everybody escapes to because life fucking sucks. We've done nothing to well, change that. Well, you know, that. maybe they can use those Tuesdays and Thursdays to make life a little bit better. Yeah, that's well, that's what I was thinking. Start build up the community again. <laughs> Let's rebuild our trailer trash tower. I, I, I guess I now want, that yeah, I, I want to know how the economy in this world works. <laughs> so, like, the money they get in game, does it transfer into like real cash? It can. It seems like. But not all. Because I want to know how everyone's paying for their groceries and. <laughs> well, didn't he get so? I mean, I think in a sense it can because didn't he use the in-game credits to buy the new? But that was like yeah, but given that was to all him for completing. Like he bought it. it in a digital shop and stuff. Nobody got the suit. The yeah. little the I suit. I know, but like just because you can buy a suit that yeah. helps you in this world and therefore is connected to it doesn't mean you can go buy your nice product placement for Pizza Hut. <laughs> I guess. That was the worst. Okay, I didn't have a problem with any other references. My biggest problem with this movie was that Pizza Hut product placement. Yeah, I feel... Uh, actually, that's a, uh, something I did want to bring up. I feel like this... Not the Pizza Hut, but the, the rest of it, I felt like it could have... It could have been more of like this this commercial for all these properties we were seeing, but it never felt that way. I was I was really worried that I thought I was going to be watching just a toy commercial for so many different things, but it it never it yeah, never I seemed. I it wish never they had gone like, bigger. Like instead of seeing Harley Quinn three times, like just pull everything. Like if you're going to go all out, go all out. Well, they had like Batman, although if this Harley place Quinn, if this place was Arkham real, <laughs> if this place was real, there would be like everyone would be Batman, and we would just have one of those like I am Batman Spartacus nope. scenes. No, because if everyone everyone would be that fucking Ugandan knuckles thing, that's what this would be at this point. I have no idea what that is. You've never, like... <laughs> Everyone would be a fucking Jedi. You see, John knows what I'm talking about. Um, only only because my students said it for fucking... I was gonna say, John is around the youth. It's, it's, so it's just this... It's oh, that guy. That, yeah, I've seen that. Do you know the way? Yeah, it's like the VR chat thing. And that's essentially... I mean... Like... That, that's yeah, kind of exactly. The that's what I was saying when this movie was coming out. I was so afraid that this movie would just be like full of memes. Just all memes on memes on memes. Uh, just be like the emoji movie all over again. Ugh. I mean, that's what the movie felt like to me. I mean, I wanted to shoot my brains out every fucking two seconds watching okay. this movie. Yes, but I gotta say, Zach, when you re- when I read your review and you mentioned you gave that you it two to stars, shoot, that's not shoot your brains. You out wanted every to two shoot seconds. yourself when when the Iron Giant had the thumbs up like Terminator Two. Like, come on, man, that was awesome. No, that was, it was horrible. That yeah, was but you're amazing. dead inside, so. <laughs> I'm very alive inside. I gave it two stars because there are some good scenes in it, and the so acting is real. It's wood. not every two seconds that you want to kill yourself. Well, for the first half of the movie, for sure, and and then um, then there was a slight respite. You didn't like the race and sequence. The race sequence was fine. I race sequence I liked was awesome. incredible. I love the race sequence, and I love the shining. I I also so one thing I want to ask you guys about because I think. 
I vaguely read some criticism um, about the way they handled uh, female characters and kind of not the commentary, but the kind of connection people made. Towards, They're there to touch your um, privates. No, uh, the way females are handled in nerd culture and subculture or whatever. Um, <laughs> handled, but before, before, um, oh god, treated. I should say treated in that community before i do that oh you mean completely disrespected most of the time well okay so before i say that can someone give us a rundown uh for our audience who also don't know about gamer i was gonna say please don't make us describe gamergate it's it's not you can't just describe it in two fucking seconds basically a large percentage of male gamers hate female gamers (laughs) and females in the nerd culture period Oh, I just Googled it just to get a... So, the Gamergate controversy concerns issues of sexism and progressive in video game... Progressivism in video game culture stemming from a harassment campaign conducted primarily through the use of the hashtag Gamergate. Okay, gotcha. Well, so, I understand the... I understand the issues with Wade interacting with, like, probably the... I, well... Not the first, because there's the this twist, I guess, or the reveal later on as to who H is. But interacting with Artemis and interacting with this female gamer, probably the, the first and most prominent one he's ever did, and automatically feeling this sense of attraction and almost... Uh, you mean head over heels in love with her? After yeah. two seconds? After she but, talked yeah. to him for when one second? When it first started, it felt more like he was impressed with her stuff. Like, the stuff yeah. that she accomplished. But then he quickly fell in love with her. <laughs> he was like, okay. Which then it I, just turned into a love story that was awful. Well, and I, I definitely think, like, the like there was a commentary, and it wasn't well done because it was kind of rushed, but I, I liked that it was there where she made the comment of, like, you don't even know me, you don't even know what I'm about. And I think that was very that was very powerful. Cause Which I feel she like, then went back on in about five seconds and was like, let's love each other. Well, you know, well, like, he accepted lip her face, isn't... and it was great. I, I, I don't, and that's the thing that I'm confused about because I, I was totally behind Artemis's side at that point, but then at the same time, although I also felt like her backstory was like completely rushed. Oh through. yeah, like we it was just like a random exposition. sentence. It was like my father, or all this stuff happened to him, and he was in one of those loyalty camps, and everything's awful. <laughs> okay, bye. And it. Oh, and by the way, here are these guys who are shooting at us, so (laughs) here's this exposition really quickly. And and so, yeah, that felt rushed, and that was unfortunate. But, like, I feel like the, I don't know, was the the reconciliation or was the, was the redemption of that and the, the then, like, eventual, like, joining of them or whatever, was that, was that valid? Was that earned? Like... I don't know. No. I felt like it was, was, but <laughs> no, nothing in the relationship was earned. And then, and I guess I, I that was one of the things that I was really, I, I tried to be really cognizant of. Like, I was really happy when she kind of rejected him because I thought, yes, like that was that was the most realistic and appropriate response that a, that any woman should have to a guy coming on super strong after a very short yeah, time Yeah, but period. then, like, as Zach um, said, she just did a complete 180 not soon after, or not too soon after. And, and that, and that's the thing. I, I tried to see, like, okay, soon. like... Soon after she did it. <laughs> it was... And that was the thing. Like, I wasn't completely not okay with it. And maybe because I was 
kind of cheering for that relationship at some point because I also wanted him to like become a little bit normal like and recognize like sort of yeah you know single people can't be normal well yeah um or or at least like figure out how to interact with women in a normal sense if that makes if that makes any sense so um Do, do we think he achieved that I thought, well, I, and maybe I wasn't cognizant to it, and I'd love your guys' thoughts, but I... I mean, he was normally interacting with a woman this whole movie. He just didn't know it. <laughs> His whole life. He's great at interacting with women. No, that's true. <laughs> that's very true, yeah. We're we not that like weird, men. guys. <laughs> I, like, yeah, so I don't know. I didn't feel as matted when they eventually, like, kind of got back to... Or the I movie think, kind of put them back together, I think I that would have been interesting, in a, like, was a missed opportunity to explain... It, like, not explain, but explore the H thing a little bit more. Like, why did she feel like she had to be a man on... You know, like, they didn't um, even, like... If you're a woman, it's very obvious. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I'm saying the movie doesn't even bother. To oh no, it, it doesn't feel the need to explore things like that. Yeah, um, which I think was disappointing. Like it, that, that could have been interesting, and made that character deeper and richer. And but we just didn't have time to make anyone deeper or richer. <laughs> and then she just jumps in Iron Giant and is just a basically a ass kicking machine for the big finale. Mm-hmm. Which Iron Giant is a movie I've never seen because I had the ending spoiled for me, and so I've just mm-hmm. never felt the need to go to it because I was very angry about that. Yeah, it's a movie about path, 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 pacifism. <laughs> so, you know, let's use him in a giant battle. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not an Iron Giant movie. It's someone playing in a cool robot suit movie. <laughs> mm. It's not like um, Harley Quinn would be afraid of someone who sat in a booth with her. <laughs> Was that who one of those characters was? Yep. I didn't even recognize who any She of was one of the were. Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. I can't remember which version of the I game. It might be the yeah. first game. I don't know. I think it was the first one. I didn't recognize any of the other women. Yeah, though. me neither. Women, female avatars, I should say. What? Uh, what was your favorite reference, John? Um, I mean, the shiny thing was great. Like, I think to a certain degree, it was kind of like cheap i suppose by referencing like one of the most famous films of all time but i think it was an amazing done amazingly done sequence and also like perfect for having h being like super scared of movies and i mean that whole kind of juxtaposition and irony with uh h being i guess kind of arguably the most badass avatar and then watching them cower in this entire yeah, scene. that scene like, works hey, because girls, you know what's happening you or coming and you're just like exactly. oh my god this is gonna terrify him it's gonna yeah, be great that's, that's i think the reason that scene works so well is one i think it's clearly the thing that spielberg is most attached to out of all the other references in the movie what uh, you mean he's and, not a big halo fan and well he claims to be like this video game guy but i don't i don't know what he really plays or doesn't um but then, also, the it's not just, like, a reference for reference sake. Like, there's, like, a thematic element to it because H is experiencing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yeah. feel just, like, thrown in there because, hey, look, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We know something. Like, it's used <laughs> Yeah, to... what is that meme with, like, Steve Buscemi? It's just like, hey, cool kids or something. What, what is it? What it do, fellow youth? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's Spielberg with this movie. <laughs> that's my favorite. It was a, is that from 30 Rock? I don't I remember. It's from 30 Rock. 
Yeah, that entire sequence I love. I I thought it was interesting that they changed up the uh, the screenplay so that as opposed to a Blade Ru- Blade Runner reference, it was a or Blade Runner sequence. It was a uh uh shining sequence. Was it a Blade Runner sequence in the book? Apparently, yeah. I really don't remember the book. I'm bad with memory in books, guys. Ugh. Wait, there was a Blade Runner sequence in the book? Like the second key was Blade Runner, I guess. No, maybe? I don't think. I thought I read. I read the wiki on it, and then it was like something. It was another like old video game kind of thing. I'm pretty sure Dragon Quest was one of them. There ben, was what was your favorite reference? Of Dragon Quest. His favorite uh, was the Gundam or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of just that that that. When the guy jumps out, I choose the form of Gundam. That <laughs> that shit was awesome. I appreciated finally getting to see Serenity fly again. <laughs> that too, yeah. Um, oh, I missed it! Oh my god, It was two different times. It was a big part of one moment. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't seen all How of Firefly all the way through. How dare you? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so I gotta say, like my for me, it's a tie between it's that, that final fight the, the Serenity was a big one, but vehicle-wise, it has to be the Akira bike. And then, I mean, the the is the that Akira totally bike should the have one been a Tron Artemis? light cycle. I definitely was like, is that a Tron cycle? It should have been. <laughs> oh, dude, Akira is so good. Don't don't harsh on. Yeah, Akira. but if she had a there light cycle, she could have been like killing people with the trail and stuff. I think that could have made that scene even cooler. But then uh, the other one I'd have to say was... No, yeah, it was Chucky. Sorry, Chucky was the other one. Did anybody feel like the Oasis felt pretty small? Oh, you mean when you didn't think that Minecraft world made it huge and there was like a golf land and a hockey land? Well, they like pay lip service to like it if like one long take to open it but then it's like oh we're gonna keep to like three rooms the reason it felt small to me was because they kept like reappearing certain people like tracer and harley mm-hmm. quinn and stuff and i understand the concept of it's like more people can be one character or whatever but it, fe- it made it feel small in that regard to me actually that was something i appreciated too when there was like five guys that were all master chief i thought that was kind of funny because that's oh yeah, but it like that ref- that made sense to me because there are troops in those games. It's yeah, like... and it's like that's the but it's like it'd probably be like a group of five bros just yeah. running together. Yeah. You know what? What reference made me want to blow my brains out the most? It was when Artemis was Goro and then proceeded to punch through with a chestburster. That, that was and I was awesome. like, what? The fucking that, fuck is happening right that now. Was awesome. I did chuckle just because she enjoyed it so much. But at first I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like some of these things, it's like, I will, like, you, that's one of those things you kind of just have to accept it. Like these kids know every single reference ever. <laughs> yeah, do you think the movie did a good job of, like, I don't, that, but, like, did you feel like they explained. <laughs> The that these guys like Artemis and Sorry. H and Parzival like are on a different level and participating in a world of the Oasis that a bunch of people probably aren't at all. Well, yeah, because they mentioned their what did they call them? Um, the well, they egg, mentioned uh, that the they have a Gunters, what, 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 Gunters. Yeah, Gunters. Gunters, Gunters, but but I don't think they did a good job of explaining like these are the people that are obsessed with solving this. Oh, oh there's like no, one no, line. I, I I totally think they did it in the sense that they were referencing different things. Every freaking time. So, like, when uh, Artemis was showing, uh, or no, not Artemis, when Parcival was showing Artemis, like, all his different, like, vehicles and stuff like that. So, 
he was showing, like, or oh, you mean maybe when was, he was showing H's stuff? H's stuff, yeah, that's right. In the in the workshop, it's like, why are you like, showing? What was the line? That was a good line where he's just like, why are you bragging about my stuff? Yeah, <laughs> like it, like, and the way, the way he talked during, like when, like in. In and outside, of, well, no, I guess just mostly in the Oasis, because he was more himself. There were t- there'd be so many times when he'd just be rambling on, and it was almost uncomfortable. No, excuse me, uncomfortable for me because I'm just like, man, this dude is obsessed, and he knows like every little thing. Yeah, then, there, there was multiple times where I just wanted to be like, you're a fucking nerd. Like, <laughs> it was just... But that... I don't know. But that... And I'm someone who's a fucking nerd. And I was just like, really? Dude, chill the fuck out. Well, and that's an... Ind- what? I enjoy seeing someone enthusiastic about something. Yeah, and it's like, the fact that, like, it means he's good at what he's doing. He's been trying to gather as much information about this as possible. I'll say, like, I appreciate his enthusiasm, but I don't understand why he's a gunter. Yeah, what is like, he going to get out of it? what is his motivation? Yeah. It's his level, like, he it's can, his he level of obsession. He gets swooped into the resistance it. pretty quick. Um, I think, what's his what's his name? Ty Sheridan, I think is really good in the movie. Because if he wasn't, I probably would have just appalled Parzival and, like, would not have been able to watch the movie. But I think he's really good. And his earnestness, I believe him. I just I don't understand why the character himself is so fucking obsessed with it. Um, he has nothing better to do. Well, and I think well, no, and I think it's that level of escapism where he, they kind of show you his background. You know, like he's an orphan. He kind of lives with he li- well, he doesn't kind of he lives within poverty. He has like an abusive uncle. Like he needs a place to escape, and he found it in. Uh, in the games of Halliday, in, in a similar way that Halliday found his own escape in the games that he grew up playing. And I think that's an indicator of, like, what level he's on in the Oasis compared to everyone else. Not necessarily through his skill or his, uh, excuse me, uh, proficiency at doing whatever it is in the game, but just in his level of obsession. And so I think... And again, that that goes back to my point at the beginning about the message. I think that makes it even more powerful that once he does take over the Oasis, he makes that decision to turn it off on Tuesdays and Thursdays because he's recognizing from his mentor and from his hero and idol that his obsession was unhealthy in the way that it actually disconnected him from people in reality. And so I made that I, I thought that made that point all the more powerful. I don't know. I was just like, why are you forcing people to do this? <laughs> and so also, exactly, like, what Finale, I... is Finale the girl's actual name? <laughs> I know it's a really stupid question oh. to ask, but it bugged me so much. It's like, that is not a real person name. Who's Finale? Like, That's the, the hitman assassin Hannah, to the one guy. The evil girl, was... basically. Oh, okay. She was. She's in Killjoys. Uh, she was in an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, F- she's gonna... Apostrophe, capital N A L E is how they spell it. It's like it just made it sound like they were calling her her screen name or something. Or her, mm. I don't know. I did. That's another thing which she the, didn't have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now I think the the closing battle scene and the car chase scene were both decent action set pieces, but I don't. I didn't connect with. It didn't feel like. It had Spielberg's like amazing hand behind it. Like, it had his music cues. 
Uh, no, that was Back to the Future. It's not his movie. What are you talking about? I'm just when talking he... about in general. He had very dramatic, off-putting music cues. Um, uh, yeah, for all the visual references of video games that, uh, like, teenagers and current gamers would recognize, I was like, no one's gonna fucking know any of these songs. Um, the the action like so so tintin the other animated movie he's done um i guess bfg kind of too but like there's the long single take quote-unquote single take in tintin that is like a billion times better than any action scene in this movie and it just i was kind of disappointed it felt like a he didn't for whatever reason he wasn't as inventive with these, you know, he had no shackles, well, you know, he could do whatever maybe he Maybe Lucas was the one who came up with a lot of this stuff, and he just wasn't invested in it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what was there, what were the other action scenes in the movie besides those two? Like, I felt like he was more comfortable. I don't think there were too many other than those there two. Was, there was the, the shootout I mean, do you the call... dance club. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, man. I, there's the, the race, the shootout, sequence? Shining, oh, if you count yeah. that. And... Yeah, no, the Shining, The whole yeah. part where yeah. she was touching then, his body was so awkward. And yeah. then, um, I would also say there were a couple action sequences outside of the Aoasis. Like, there was the first one where he's running. There was the driving sequence where he kept getting jostling around trying to put the key in the lock. That one, that one <laughs> oh, too, <God>. yeah. <laughs> that, they, I that did went, appreciate, like, a two like too long. they had that whole, like, nerd core that was watching. It's like, they were completely unnecessary to the movie, but I did enjoy them in, in some ways. <laughs> like, in yeah. that moment where they're just like, put it in! <laughs> yeah. I thought the visuals on all of the people getting wiped out in the... Yeah, I thought that was cool. The, the IOI thing. Like, that was some of the most inspired visuals, I thought, was all the IOI stuff at the end. Um, oh, like when one of them, or like when there'd be an explosion. Well, just like the whole thing oh, like, yeah, a wave of them out. would get knocked out and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then it would pan to the the real world. Yeah, yeah, when, like, yeah. Godzilla, or Mecha Godzilla fell down and just, like, took out the whole room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just gonna ask you guys, why do you think uh, Sorrento or Ben Mendelsohn didn't shoot him in the end? Is it just because yeah. it was over? Change of heart. Yeah. yeah like, he, why he did he have a change of anything. heart? It's like he saw him have this solo tear go down his face. He's like, I have been changed. I have seen Jesus. This is, no, this is a wonderful it's point. It's just that he realizes he's done. Like, he lost. But it didn't feel that way because it was like he saw the tear and then something changed in him. It was just weirdly put together. Lord, here's what I'll say. It made no sense in terms of like... He's going to make this change all of a sudden. Like, it seemed... It, it did seemed not like fit too... his character at all. Exactly. It was so drastic. But in the end, while I was watching that scene, like, my emotions were exactly what you were saying. Like, this is so drastic. This makes no sense. And then, I, and then like, for me, drastically, it was like, no, wait, I get it. No, this makes sense. This is appropriate. No, I think, I think he believed in the Oasis. He I mean, believed he... in the money it could make him. Yeah, but I also think he believed in the process. You know, he was an intern for their company. Yeah, but like, the only thing it. we see of him in interning is talking about how you can make money be- yeah. through the Oasis. So it never felt I mean, like he had this, like, love of it in a deeper level to me. Like, that mo- that scene where he's getting, like, stuff read to him in his ear, had they, like, cut away from that, like, shown him take it out, and maybe he had still been making references to things, then mm-hmm. I could understand the change at the end. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my gosh, I love this. There's a quote 
There's a quote by Donald Miller from his book, Blue Like Jazz, which I think actually really fits this moment. Not to be confused um, with Blue Jasmine. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Kate Blanchett. He says, uh, I never liked jazz music because jazz music doesn't resolve. But I was outside the Baghdad Theater in Portland one night when I saw a man playing the saxophone. I stood there for 15 minutes and he never opened his eyes. Did After you know that, Ryan Gosling saved jazz? Hold on. <laughs> After that, I liked jazz music. Sometimes you Emma have to... Stone and Ryan Gosling. Oh my guys, gosh, guys, I'm not done with this quote. Sometimes... I played the trumpet in high school. I Some... thought it was the cello. <laughs> yes, it was the jazz cello. <laughs> I'm, starting the... The... I'm starting this quote over because you all are fuckers. Oh, no. Doesn't Ron Burgundy <laughs> use like, the jazz flute or whatever? No, he's a saxophone it? player. No, it's a jazz. Oh, no, not, oh, no I'm, it thinking is a jazz of, I'm thinking of. I went in a completely different route and was thinking of. Um, what's the character in Ron Swanson's character? You said Ron, and I went that. Oh way. yeah, Ron yeah, Burgundy. That, what's yeah, Ron, no, no, that's Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Oh, Duke, 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 Duke Silver, Duke Silver, Duke Silver. Yes, Duke Silver. <laughs> I never liked that's jazz what music. This movie needed. Never liked jazz it music because jazz music doesn't Sebastian. resolve. But I was outside the Baghdad Theater in Portland one night when I saw a man playing the saxophone. I stood there for 15 minutes, and he never opened his eyes. After that, I liked jazz music. Sometimes you have to watch somebody love something before you can love it itself. Love it yourself. It is as if they are showing you the way. So I think seeing... I don't know. I watched Kyle love F1 racing, and I don't get it. <laughs> Fair enough. But I, I, in my opinion, I think that's what was happening here. I think once he saw what the Oasis and what this whole kind of game and journey meant for, like, this one person, I think that was when it clicked into him and when he thought, okay, it'd be... Like, he realized yeah, but I, how... I don't understand what it meant for that one child or kid. <laughs> Again, what was his motivation? Just the, the pure... The, the sense of belonging, the sense of adventure, the sense of reinvention... Um, the empowerment that I guess you could argue you got out of the Oasis for a lot of people. Like, that's what it meant to Wade. And his him getting the egg was the validation and kind of the climax I don't of think that. the movie made this explicit Speaking, in no, any way, didn't. shape, or form. Speaking of getting the egg, though, it's like, to win the thing, he had to say he didn't want it, but you still get it at the end. So it's like, he, he understood the trick to the question, or the the um, true crux behind signing it or not signing it it's like so he if he understands the logic he didn't do it because of what it meant he did it because that's how you win well no i think i think he did it because he also wanted uh how yeah to but then don't that say that under- you understand the rule of the game in that moment just have him not sign it because of his what it means to him but no no i don't think that's what it was i think he was trying to show Halliday that he recognized Halliday's motivation that one of the biggest like one of the he he says this this was a reference I thought no one was gonna get he says that was what his rosebud was the fact that he um, let ev- go. that's like the most spoiled slash known thing ever in movies Fair enough, but I, I, felt, I felt well for I guess the younger audience is what I meant that they weren't gonna get I don't know it's um, on t-shirts at Hot Topic wait are you serious <laughs> I don't know if it's actually a hot topic, but I've seen plenty of t-shirts with just, like, a slew of spoilers on it. Like, he's his father and stuff, and Rosebud's always on those. Oh, that makes me mad. I haven't even seen the movie, and that still makes me yeah, mad. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't know what Rosebud is just looking at a t-shirt. No, that's, um, that's Speaking of, of Mark Rylance, 
Yeah, like, that's a movie was, I'd spoiled for me. So he he was amazing. I loved in him in this the movie. movie. Yeah, oh yeah, he was, he was great. great. In this. But but what the fuck was going on with him being still alive? Potentially. Yeah. What was in, was he alive? What I, was that? I have no idea. And also, but I thought is that he was a great. kidnapper? Yeah. He, no, he like created a smaller. He like cloned a version of himself. But like that kid looked like he looked like he was saying "help me" with his eyes. Yes, he had Melania <laughs> Trump eyes. Um, the, the, I yeah, that was a really weird thing to throw in at the end of the movie. Like, I don't know what it's the like, fuck. Wait, that was should we be to worried about him? Is he stuck in the oasis? <laughs> um, but regardless, Mark Rylance, great, loved him. Mm-hmm. Another reason the movie got two stars for me. Um, does anybody else have any exciting things that they want to share about the movie? So every, all three of you would recommend the movie. It yeah, but like. like- just expect fun visuals, and if that's your highest bar to reach, then it's good. I, I thought I thought there was some interesting commentary about gaming and gaming culture and gaming. It's all been done before. Gaming gaming's effect on society, and so I got some cool I don't takeaways think, from that. Like you keep just saying gaming, though it's not gaming. It's yeah. Like, it's, this, it's, the Oasis isn't a game. Yeah, it's, I guess, more of, like, fantasy culture or, like, nerd culture. Yeah, and, that kind of yeah thing. and it's not just, like, it wasn't just gaming characters. I mean, there was, like, Batman, there was Turtles, Ultraman. Well, not, yeah, I guess, in the movie, but in the book. And then Godzilla. So it's kind of all over the place, which I liked. Um, but I'm just also, the Oasis isn't a game. It's a reality. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this movie. I don't, I'm not going to shout to the heavens that... You know, everybody should see it, but I think it's a damn fine movie, and if the trailers pique your interest, go check it out. Rent the Post in a week. Much better Spielberg movie. Eh, that's um, boring. Oh, I'll say the one <laughs> the one reference other than Tracer and then the Pizza Hut thing, the one thing that made me roll my eyes so hard because I did not believe it for a second was his favorite restaurant was Chuck E. Cheese. Like first of all, that's not a restaurant, okay? <laughs> hey, I have do nostalgia they, for their pizza. Oh, yeah, that pizza was great. But never in my life would I say Chuck E. Cheese is my favorite restaurant. But do they still have like Chuck E. Cheese? Oh I no, that think, was it. Was what's or his did name? they all get kid, closed? Right? No, I think they're still around. Oh. But it was also it was also what's his name, right? It was. Um... That's a reference that this movie was missing. How is there not a Five Nights at Freddy's reference in this movie? If you want to get hip to the kids and what they're doing these days, you do five yeah, minutes at they, Freddy's. Yeah, they would have just replaced Chucky with whatever that fucking bear is. Is that Freddy? Freddy, or... yeah. I'm, okay. Freddy Fazbear. I'm sure there was and we just missed it or something. It's true. It'd be interesting to see what, like, be able to stop it and see exactly what all it referenced and missed. I could watch it, like, five more times and I would probably still pick up on multiple different, like, little references each time. You know who yeah. got a lot of screen time? Battletoads. Um... They did, surprisingly. Yeah, they did. <laughs> did you guys know that Chuck E. Cheese's middle name is Entertainment? Yeah. Chuck, Chuck Entertainment Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Charles. I did not know that. I, I learned something today. How did you... Did you guys like... Um, one we didn't really talk about. We kind of did his character, but like I really liked Simon Pegg's character in this. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Like at first when he was like, I'm gonna share this with my clan, I was like, You better give Simon Pegg's character some stuff because he deserves it. I thought I thought it was interesting that and this was a cool part I think about the the storyline, um, that usually that secondary like 
partner or whatever in the Enterprise is, like, the worst one and the one who, like, ends up trying to, like, take over, that kind of thing. So I thought it was interesting. Oh, that's weird because that... I don't remember that about Facebook. <laughs> well, I thought, it was, I thought it was interesting that instead um, they made, like, the idol or the hero of everyone or the founder or whatever – he was kind of the one that fucked it up and did the douchey stuff. And... I would have loved to have heard why he, like, cut him out of it. Yeah. Like, we I... never got background on that. It's like, why did it happen? My I... one friend. <laughs> I feel I feel like it was kind of because of his his love or his own obsession with what the See, I OS felt more was. it just was something to do like the lawyers made him do it. <laughs> well, they they talked about they talked about um with when they when they were revisiting that whole sequence or whatever, uh, Simon Pegg's character Ogden wanted to impose some more rules or saying, "Hey, like it's it's getting out of hand. Like we need to start thinking about this in a different way." And Halliday was completely opposed to it. And sort of, I saw that as him holding on to this obsession of like we need to keep, excuse me, the integrity of what the Oasis is as an escape. Like we need to preserve that. And Ogden was kind of fighting against that and. In Halliday's attempt to preserve the integrity of the Oasis, he did not preserve his friendship. And so his obsession his obsession with something that was virtual led to the d- dissolving of something that was real, which then therefore kind of influenced his actions in the future with the whole creation of the game or the Easter egg or whatnot. And so that was a... I, again, and I loved, I loved that... In that, Simon Pegg's character was so vulnerable and so much the victim of that because he had been nothing but, like, extremely pleasant and, it, like, such a good friend to Halliday. And it was and funny he has how... a museum dedicated to his best friend. Exactly. And I thought, it, I thought it was cool that, like, he was the one trying to encourage him to, like, really pursue this thing with Kira. And Halliday was kind of just, like, ap- apathetic towards it or whatever. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, Simon Pegg did a good job. Next week, we're reviewing the new horror master, I'm John so Krasinski's excited. Quiet Place. <laughs> what? I just said I'm She's so excited, excited, but I was smooshing um, my face. <laughs> a Quiet Place is a new horror film where if you make noise, the monsters come and get you. That's all I know about Currently it. Currently really. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes if you care about Rotten Tomatoes, but we don't here. We don't. Um, I hope to but see this with a good these sign. guys, but it might just be the three of them. I have spring break and on vacation. I'm going to try to see it Thursday night. Okay, so A Quiet Place. Go see it if you want to listen to next week's episode. We hear it's very good, and uh, hopefully we'll all be on there to talk about it. And, um, yeah. I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com, where I reviewed... I th- There might be a Kingdom of Crystal Skull review on the site back there from way back when. I'm sure it's um, somewhere around there. I can't imagine I wouldn't have reviewed that. And I also reviewed Ready Player One, if you want to read that uh, as well. And, um, yeah, you can find me at Zach Oldenburg wherever you find at Zach Oldenburg. You I did gr- review it. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead, Lauren. I should be saying sorry. I talked yeah. over you. I was just saying, <laughs> he did review Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull on the site. So if you do want to read that, then go for it. There you go. It apparently has no paragraph breaks. 
It's weird. We'll edit it yeah. before you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like from transferring through three different sites, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear. Or, and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Road. Oh, that's me. Sorry. Uh, I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter where we where you'll get updates whenever either of us post, or any of us, excuse me, post reviews, or when we post podcast episodes. And that's at Middle of Row. Hashtag no duh. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Okay, friends, go watch A Quiet Place, and remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. I would be Tom Hanks in The Oasis. That's who I would have been.